1: Today on Fifth and Mission, a heads up for people who are traveling to Yosemite, problems at the Valley's iconic hotel. That's the Awani, the grand property at the foot of Half Dome, where you can blow while you can invest. $500 a night. Curtis Alexander, reporter who often travels to Yosemite and writes about it for us, is here. Curtis, why are you writing about the Awani?
2: Well I've gotten a lot of calls and reports from the Park Service lately that the Awani is just not living up to its its historic standards. I mean, this is one of, as you said, one of the iconic masterpieces of the National Park Service. It's just Great lodge with wood beam ceilings, huge fireplaces, a great bar, a great lawn where you can sit out on and watch Half Dome, where people spend a lot of money to go. And a lot of their family memories are intertwined with this place. They go to Yosemite just to go to the Iwani. And now we have service. It just hasn't been what it's used to be, according to the reports I'm getting from the people I know up there and visitors.
1: So Curtis, I know that you do not stay at the Iwani when you're there.
2: That's true. It I, does run sometimes up to thousand dollars a night for a room during the high season. So, and I, uh, I,
1: if I have this correct, you often sleep correct on the face of Half Dome as you're scaling that.
2: Yeah, peak. yeah, that's that? entirely true. Okay.
1: So, tell us a little more about the Awani, uh, said to have been used as as sort of inspiration for The Shining, right? A lot of uh, very noted guests.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of lore around the Awani for sure. It was built in 1927, and it was purposely built as an upscale lodge to showcase the best of the National Park Service. Back then, there wasn't a lot of money for national parks. The Forest Service had all the money. Park Service was kind of a new thing, and trying to get wealthy people into the parks so the parks could get their endowment, so these people could enjoy the parks, and they could support the parks— That's why this lodge was built. And ever since it was built, it's always been a place where presidents have gone, where celebrities have gone, where the rich and famous have gone.
1: JFK, Obama, Ronald Ronald Reagan, Reagan, et cetera. Okay. So, Curtis, the AAA has hotel inspectors and they send them around and they, for the first time in a while, took down their rating, this four-diamond rating, what does that mean? Um, what does that mean when they when they do that? And how did AAA justify bringing the score down?
2: Well, as you know, the four diamond rating has a lot of prestige. There's very few properties that get four or five diamonds, even before the internet. AAA was around, sending inspectors into hotels to check out their quality. Now there's TripAdvisor and Google and Bookings.com, and they all have their own reviews. But AAA still remains sort of the standard bearer of hotel reviews. And a lot of hotels, when you go into them, the good ones, will have the plaques that say four diamonds or five di- diamonds in their lobbies above their front desks. And for the Iwani, they still have that plaque there. It, it, it really said a lot about the quality of a hotel, especially in a national park.
1: They still have a four-star plaque, even though it's, it's three.
2: Yeah, they did last I checked. They'll probably be taking that down soon.
1: <laughs> and did but, AAA say why uh, it was downgraded?
2: As a matter of policy, they don't say why they've changed or altered the reviews, but they basically said that the Iwani no longer lives up to its standards for a four-diamond review.
1: Okay. And did uh, what did uh, the vendor say? In, in Yosemite, is the is the operator. They are the ones that run the hotel. They've been somewhat at odds with Uh, Yosemite about their service. What does Aramark say about uh, being downgraded?
2: Well, Aramark contends that it's not necessarily their fault that their rating has gone down. They say that the standards for AAA have gone up. These days, hotels have faster internet service. They have big swimming pools, water slides, all sorts of amenities. And in a national park, it is tough to boost internet speeds. It's almost impossible to get it's almost impossible to get permission to build an olympic-sized swimming pool so they are at a disadvantage they also say that they're continuing to get good ratings on TripAdvisor and the other online review sites and I, I took a gander online and they still get about four or five stars from a lot of the reviewers so in a lot of people's minds the Iwani hasn't changed all that much and um aramark contends that they're doing nothing wrong
1: isn't the point of Yosemite to not have fast internet service, Curtis?
2: I think that is the point, and fair But fair point. a lot of
1: people at the Wani still expect it.
2: Yeah, I think they want to be on their phones, for sure.
1: Okay. Curtis, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, let's talk about how some of the struggles of Aramark are part of a larger trend at Yosemite.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it...
1: Welcome back. I'm Metro Editor Damian Bolwa here with Curtis Alexander, a reporter who often covers Yosemite for us. We're writing about how there have been some problems at the Awani Hotel. Curtis, you've written a lot about Yosemite and its current vendor, Aramark, which provides a lot of the guest services. Uh, this. Awani Hotel downgrade, it's a bit part of a larger trend, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm not even sure I would be writing about the Awani Hotel if it weren't for some of the other problems that Aramark has had in Yosemite. They're a rather new concessionaire in the park. They got the contract just almost four years ago after the prior concessionaire had had the contract for several for several decades, and since they've come into the park, well, initially they actually invested a lot of money in improving the quality of some of the hotels and restaurants and dining spots in the park. But soon afterward, they've struggled with a lot of they've struggled with a lot of visitor complaints, and the first ones and the loudest ones that I think were heard were because of their shuttle service. They have buses that take people around the parks to trailheads, to waterfalls, to the lodges. hugely important to people. Hugely important to people. And now they don't have parking lots at a lot of these sites. So you have to take the shuttle bus to get in certain areas of the park. And a lot of people in the park have been complaining about 45-minute waits, hour-long waits, hour-and-a-half long waits to get a ride in the shuttle. They're often too full and will drive right by you at stops. I've been up there. I've seen that. And that can be an inconvenience for people who are up there just to enjoy a day off or they're on their sort of year-long summer vacation.
1: And camping reservations are obviously a huge, huge issue for people. um, And there've been some problems, right?
2: Yeah, they've stumbled with campground reservations. I don't have all the details in front of me, but I know that they have booked people for wrong dates and the, the prices that they have online are not always the prices that are charged. So there's been some problems there as well.
1: And last year... They they got this annual performance view, review that you wrote about. Uh, and what did the National Park Service say?
2: The National Park Service gave them very bad marks for their service. The first two years there, they got passing grades. They did okay. But last year, I think their score was a 69 on a scale of zero to 100. So that's a failing mark. They knocked them essentially for service, for food quality, for the shuttle buses, for a number of things. And uh, they basically put Aramark on some kind of probation, uh, kind of a loosely defined probation to try to do better.
1: And Curtis, that's like $140 million, I think you said estimated contract, right? I mean, they're getting a ton of money from the National Park Service to run this?
2: Yeah, this is one of the biggest concessionaire contracts in the National Park Service. As you said, it's worth about $140 million annually. A lot of big companies would like to have this contract. Um, To Aramark's credit, it's not hard to run ski lifts and run hotels and run campgrounds and run transportation systems. So there's not a lot of people who would be qualified to provide the array of services that the concessionaire that the concessionaire provides in Yosemite,
1: and also they restored the name Iwani, right? Uh, you, you wrote quite a bit about how when they took over, it was called what the the,
2: the... Majestic, and uh, that goes back to the prior concessionaire who, when they left, they had copyrighted the names of several landmarks in the park, including the Iwani. So the Park Service could no longer use that name. They changed the name to the Majestic. There was a court battle. And just in this past year, there's been a settlement. So the Iwani name is back.
1: And so about all of this stuff and the vendors' performance, what does the National Park Service say? I mean, are they pretty open about their um, displeasure over Aramark?
2: Yeah, I think at the beginning, they were trying to work more with Aramark to help them overcome their sort of newness as the concessionaire and kind of help them weather the problems. And even in their first couple of years reviews, as I mentioned, they did okay. But it finally got to the point where there was no ignoring the problems any longer. And uh, they they are meeting regularly with Aramark officials to tell them about the problems, to address the problems. I think the real problem is because it's so hard to be a concessionaire in Yosemite because the array of services you have to provide is so varied. It's not like they could just fire Airmark and bring in some other company to take care of the services in Yosemite. So,
1: can they punish them? Can they? Can they find them? Can they? Can they remove them?
2: They. I guess technically they could remove them. Um, this would go all the way up to Washington because the contracts for the National Park Service have to be cleared in the Beltway. But it would be there'd be a. There'd be a lot before that could ever happen. And like I said, you could get rid of them, or they technically could get rid of them, but it would be hard to find somebody else who could do the job. One sanction that they have threatened is not allowing Aramark to raise prices. In order for Aramark to raise prices, the prices that they charge guests for hotels or for food, they have to get the park's permission. And over the years, their costs get more expensive. So they need to raise prices to ensure their their profits. The Park Service has said, hey, if you don't do better, we're not going to let you raise your prices. They haven't yet told them they can't raise their prices. So, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: Curtis, last question. Where do you stay when you go to Yosemite?
2: I tend to stay in a tent. That's usually my preferred method of sleeping.
1: That sounds great. All right, Curtis, thanks for coming in again.
2: Thanks for having me, and Happy New Year.
1: Thanks to my guest today, reporter Curtis Alexander, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.
0: Fifth In Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network.
1: If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing.
1: You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle.
0: There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.